Yo, welcome back to the huddle. It's the huddle. Yo, it is episode 11, and we're really in this thing. Yeah, we're really in this. We're kicked back. We're chilling, man. Big chilling. We're in in the living room right now. Oh, come on. Bet y'all didn't know that. We're not in the hot studio. Bro, I went to get this stuff. I was dripping sweat. For real? Hot. Very, very hot. Y'all, bet y'all didn't know this. The huddle is low-key homeless. Wow, that's low key out here in these streets. I mean, you don't have to put their business out there like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The home the the huddle is huddling for real mm-hmm. in these streets. Talk about taking the good news to the streets. That's exactly what we're doing. Um right now we're at Austin's house. Next week we'll be I don't know. But somewhere. We'll be somewhere because hey, it's God's project, so he'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um it is Thursday. Oh, Shout out to the last episode that we did on thankfulness. What? I listened back and it like I was cracking up in the car because I'm like, wow, we're really out here clowning. And I know a lot of you listening are probably confused as to like, why do we do that? Well, we just decided why not. And so we released the podcast on what was it? Wednesday? Uh, yeah. yeah. So yesterday, Wednesday, we released the podcast and then Friday, you know, our normal day, we'll still have another episode. And that's how we're doing things right now. But I rock with it, man. You know, me I'm too. Myself. Me too. I think it's cool because, like, in the beginning, we said we wanted to do, what, 10 to 13 episodes in a season. And the fact that we can just change our mind like that. <laughs> hey, you can do what you want, man, when God's hands on you. Come on. I think it's pretty dope. <laughs> so we're going to get into getting some guests in here. Um, there's some people that I want to have a good conversation with. I think that. You know, you guys who are listening would enjoy hearing from them as well. So, yeah. But in the meantime, what's been going on today, man? Oh, man. You know, I've I just really been chilling. Like you said, you're in the one and only Austin Willis's household. And um, so I've just been kicking back, chilling. I got some short selling right now, if y'all didn't know. Um, but I've just been really just reflecting, trying to spend some time with the Lord, hanging out. Me and Jesus, we just hang out. You know, we don't do man. the uptight stuff. We just hang out. That's what that. I've been doing. I hear that. Yep, same here. Just reading a lot of the scripture. Y'all know my new Bible and I, we've been pretty lit. <laughs> Yo, I've shown that Bible off to so many people. Oh, they probably goodness. don't care, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, <laughs> hey, they'll benefit from it. Right, yeah. That's that's basically all you can do. I feel like I don't know what season we're in as far as the quarantine. Like, is it over or is it, like, still on? Oh, no, it's just begun. The whole quarantine thing? No, no, no. It's just begun. Why you say that? Because I'm telling you, as soon as everybody gets tested and they get the results back, everybody's about to have COVID. <laughs> you mean to tell me after all these protests, yeah. after all these get-togethers, after everything opening up, that nobody's got it? Come That's on, true. Man, stop it. It's crazy because, like, the world, nothing changed. Like, there's no cure. Yeah. There's no vaccination. And then everybody just decided that it was over. Mm-hmm. So one of two things happened. It was fake or everybody has it. I believe everybody's going to have it. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. I was literally sitting here thinking, like, so is it over or, like, what? I don't know what to do. Well, all you can do is just pray, man, and... uh, Wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Self-quarantine if you can. I know some of y'all got to go back to work, but... Man. Yeah. It's it's really hard out here. It's really going to be hard to get people back to the normal schedule as far as, like, returning to work and returning to church. I went to Life Group yesterday. That was pretty cool to see some people. But, like, for the most part, I think 
me personally, I've gotten used to just chilling by myself. Wow. Yeah, this season has definitely been one of just, I'd say, personal revival with the Lord. Um, A lot of people are finally doing things that they've longed to do, Mm -hmm. uh, but they just had busy schedules. And now that their schedules have cleared up, they are able to go out and plant gardens and read books and to take walks and eat dinner with the family. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a lost art right there. Yeah. But that's, um that's pretty beautiful. That's pretty beautiful. Yeah. But look, the real question is what are y'all doing, man? I know you listen to this podcast. I hope you're on your way to do something productive. Are y'all texting and driving? You bet not. Put your be. phone down. Come on now. See, somebody got scared because they was like, oh, my God. Oh, man, I'm convicted. Yeah, we're coming for you. <laughs> Put we're your phone down. You. Yeah. And somebody's listening to this at work when the boss is not looking. Mm. Wow. Wow. I would do the same thing, and I appreciate your support, but wow. Yeah, I mean. I don't I know. Say it, it takes some real courage, and I am motivated by you, whoever you are. <laughs> if you're listening to the huddle at work, tell your boss I said, what's up? He said, what? Kingdom of the Castles. Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> don't get fired because of us. Because we really ain't hiring right See, now. You don't get back in this kingdom. <laughs> I'm going to send you to your castle. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> that was so lame, y'all. Y'all pray for me, man. It's crazy uh, out here. Oh, man. Okay, y'all. Let's, let's get serious. Today we have a topic. And um, it's been a question for quite some time Mm. and that question is what do we do now what do we do now see we've been been protesting we've been posting Mm mm-hmm We've been sleeping. We've been doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we're kind of just in this this middle space of, well, what now? It's not completely over. Right. But it's not just beginning, so the hype is kind of down. Right. So what do we do now? Man, I low-key have had that question myself. Me too, man. Just like picking up from, I mean, if you analyze when this thing really kicked off, at least for our community, was in um, March, and mm. now it's June. And so you're kind of torn, like, do I continue with things that I was doing before? Do I create new things? I think the true answer only comes from God in prayer. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like like you said, that's something that I've been praying about myself, and um it's hard to make plans because there's really nothing that's set in stone right now. Right. Um, you know, there's still churches who have not completely opened yet. There's still people who are doing things completely online. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've got jobs that are still having their employees work from home. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, you know, really make a solid plan. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, personally, man, I know that there's always something to do. Yeah. You know, and um, and I really just want to speak to, um, you know, those of us who are believers right now, especially with the social injustices going on and, um, you know, different things that are going on in the media that we're seeing. And one of the things that God has just put on my heart to do comes from Isaiah 58. um, And it's just to fast. 
Mm-hmm. And those of you who have read Isaiah 58, you know that I'm not talking about the fast that a lot of other people are thinking about. I'm not talking about a food fast. You know, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the fast that, that God said that he desired. You mm-hmm. know, um, loosening the things that bind people. And it said feeding the homeless. You yeah. know, um, praying for people. That's the type of fasting that it says the Lord wants. And, and so, I, you know, as I thought about what to do now, I was just sitting and thinking, that's something that I can't do. You know, I, I can sit and post, but I can also go do something. And what I've come to realize is that every time that I go out to go do something that I want to do, like maybe go get some new shoes from the mall, you know, I have to drive past somebody who has way less than I do. Mm-hmm. And I have one or two choices. I can either sit back in my self-righteous mindset of, well, maybe maybe they're going to use this for something that is not going to benefit them. So I'm doing them a, a favor by not giving them money <laughs> because they'll spend it on drugs or alcohol and make myself feel better about driving past them. Yeah. Or I could stop and just encourage them. And then if God puts it on my heart to sow into their life with finances or or so in any other way, then do that and be obedient. But the reason I say that is we don't even slow down long enough to see what we're supposed to do. We love the word discernment, but we don't slow down enough to discern whether or not we're supposed to give in, in, in um, finances or give with, with uh, clothes or shoes or something like that. You know, we, we drive right past room, drive right past them, bro. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm gonna pray for you, BB. Like, <laughs> like what, bro? Come on, like. <laughs> so true. It's the truth. I mean, I think this is the time to actually be the church, yes. and not this. This is why it's important to not be just hearers of the word, but to be doers of the mm. word. And like, this is the time where all those Sunday school lessons, all those notes y'all took in that little notebook that you got from Books a Million. Mm. Because people be taking like a lot of notes and stuff. This is the time that you go back and you apply that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like actually live that stuff. All yeah. of those flyers and, and the little, you know how some, well, I know our church. I know my church, they give you like little notes where you can fill in the blank or whatever. Go back and read that stuff and actually put that stuff into place. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to wonder as a kid when people took notes in church, I used to be like, because see, I don't do, I'm not a note taker. Because I know myself. I know I'm probably not going to go back and read that. But I used to think, because people would come out with two pages of notes, and I'd be like, did we go to the same service? And truthfully, are you going to go back and read that and, like, apply it? Mm. You know? And so I think this is a moment where we have to actually be doers of the word. Like you're saying, go and pray for somebody. Yeah. Um, you you know, your famous quote, do what's crazy. Mm-hmm. Actually go and forgive somebody. Wow. Like, call up that family member right now that you know you don't rock with. And, like, have a conversation. Forgive them. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing I learned in this quarantine is that tomorrow is not promised. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily your life is not promised, but your plans for tomorrow are not promised. Yeah. It's not a guarantee that you're going to go to work. It's not a guarantee that you're going to see your friends tomorrow. So, like, today, roll up your sleeves. and, And what you can do now, you know, is have those hard conversations and actually apply the things that we talk about. Mm. Wow. And I want to say, too, with that, with that forgiveness, I know one of the excuses we often use is I'm just not ready yet. Um, we'll say it takes time to forgive. 
But we've had so much time. Yeah. We've had more than enough time. We've had months to actually sit and think about the people we need to forgive. True. Um, and, and I don't mean to be insensitive, but what if God said I needed some time? Bruh. What, what, like, <laughs> That's true. That's the truth. It. Like, what if God said, mm, give, me, give me about 365 days to forgive you for what you did? Yep. Dang, God. Like, a whole year, bruh? Mm-hmm. But God forgives us the moment that we ask. Yeah. The yeah. moment that we ask. Yeah. And um, it's, it's not easy. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not easy, but I think that it's a challenge. And I think this is an exciting time because we get to do the things that, that challenge us. You know, mm-hmm. forgiving people who have hurt us is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and giving what we need. Uh, you know, you said do what's crazy. And one of the things that I always say when I say do what's crazy is to give when you need. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I know that I need and I believe we all need is uh, is that of, forgive, of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have to forgive those people that have, that have hurt us, especially right now with everything going on. And uh, seemingly we all wear our emotions on our sleeves and opinions are all over the place. Uh, but we need forgiveness for yep. the things that we've said, the things that we've thought, the things that we've done. Mm-hmm. And... Um, or didn't do. Or didn't do, yeah. And, uh, and and so we should give the very thing that we need. Yeah. Which is forgiveness. Um, yeah. And just on to that, because the whole, like, you know, I love the whole question of what do we do now. Um, a lot of people, I think, struggle with forgiveness because, like you said, we, we'd say, I'm not ready yet. And I, that used to low-key be me. Mm, like, me too. I, people used to be able to forgive quick. I had some straight up crockpot forgiveness. Mm. Like, it took eight hours of processing. Like, it was not, you know, some people had that instant forgiveness. Mm. I, there was nothing instant. All of my forgiveness was made from scratch. Mm. But, you know, the thing that helped me in the secret is you're never going to be ready to forgive. Mm-hmm. Like, you're always going to have a reason not to do it. But the reason to do it is greater than your reasons that you can come up not to do it. You know, I can forgive somebody because I know that Christ forgives me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can find in every situation that you're going through with with a person, whatever, in every situation, I guarantee you, you can find that you did that exact thing to God. Oh, yeah. Whatever you're mad at somebody over, you did that exact thing to God and he forgave you. And that is what helps me to forgive. But you got to look at it through the spirit and not through the flesh. Because in the flesh, no, you're never going to be ready to forgive. And then after you forgive, what do you do now? Do the relation, does the relationship look the same? Mm. I mean, there have been some things that happened personally. And I can say that the relationship probably won't look the same in everybody's instance. You know, uh, whether you've gone through something with family, you probably won't um, hang out all of the time like you used to. But... But you should still love them the same, if not better. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, one of the things, because uh, I, I would say I'm one of those people that, um, and I don't mean this in, a, in an arrogant way at all, but you know, I definitely believe God has given me a gift of mercy. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me myself. And so I've been able to forgive people um, pretty quickly. Um, not saying that it doesn't hurt, but... With that, my mom used to always tell me, don't 
she would remind me of the verse that says, um, you know, don't cast your pearls to the swine. Um, pretty much just meaning, you know, don't throw away valuable things mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, people that won't value them. Right. Um, meaning time, like time is something that is so valuable to us. Right. And, uh, and part of the things that hurt us is when people waste our time. I know that's one of the things that, that really just drives me up a wall is when people waste my time. And, um, you know, Pearl, that's one of my pearls, man. So I am not yes. going to throw that to just anyone. I agree with um, that. And in finances as well. Um, I'll even go on to say wisdom. <laughs> uh, wisdom is, is a gem that, that uh, those of us who ask God and are blessed with it, um, you know, are, are very fortunate enough to share with people. And, and I hate to say sometimes... As good as your wisdom may sound, people will trample over that too. And they will not, you know, take heed to the wise words that you give. And they'll continue to, you know, do things that will harm them or whatever the case is. And, um, you know, you just have to be wise in choosing who you speak wisdom to. Mm -hmm. Um, Will they hear it? You know, will they accept it? It's just something that, you know, you have to take mental notes of. Like you said, like you, you don't love them any differently. But you just know from wisdom right. when to speak, when not to speak, mm-hmm. you know, who to speak to, who not to speak to. Uh, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, I, I mean, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all things. The Austin says. is not saying praise the Lord to some people at church. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're talking crazy, it's not, right? <laughs> no, we're going to rebuke that. <laughs> no, that's funny. No, that, that is, that's true. Another thing I want to speak to, um, as I'm sitting here, a lot of people might have this question, not from a relationship relationship aspect, but from a, you know, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. I lost my, my home. I lost, um, you know, I don't know how I'm going to send my kids. You know, now they're talking about children might have to take online courses, but then you have parents mm-hmm. who are like, well, who's going to stay home and help them to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now people are going, what do I do now? This virus has come in. It has flipped my life totally upside down. There's no guarantee that I have a job to go back to. What do I do now? And I just want to encourage somebody today to know that you don't have to have the answer, mm. but you do have to put your faith in Christ. And I know it sounds cliche and I know it sounds crazy, but I'm a witness that God will take care of you. Amen. And it might seem like, you know, you've been let down by the systems. There's some people who slipped through the cracks and they couldn't get unemployment. They didn't get a stimulus check. They didn't get all of the resources that we've been able to experience or we've heard about. There's some people who are saying nobody looked out for me. And I'm trying to tell you today that God will take care of you. What do you do now? Now is the time that you get on your knees and truly cry out to God and say, I cannot do this by myself. Mm. There is something about desperation that gets God's attention. If you don't believe me, look at blind Bartimaeus in the Bible. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. There's a list of people in the Bible who broke protocol out of desperation Mm -hmm. and their faith is what activated the miracle in their life. And so maybe you're listening and you're saying, what do I do now? Continue to walk in that faith. Open up your heart, open up your hands Mm -hmm. and just say, God, I need you to help me. Amen. Because all you can do, there's a, there's a, um, Israel sings a song, um, here I am to worship, here I am to bow down. And at some of his concerts, he'll go into the live version and he'll say, um, all I can do is lift up my hands, open my heart and give you the worship. 
All I can do is lift up my hands, open my heart, and give you the worship. When you get to a place where that's all you can do, that is the perfect position for a miracle. Mm. So that's, you know, just I just wanted to say that because I was driving here thinking like, man, there's a lot of people out here who are lost. And in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of this social injustice, it's not that they don't care about it, but they are trying to figure out how they're going to eat, how they're going to pay their bills. And I'm telling you, God will take care of you. Amen. Amen. That's that's really good, man. Um, I can speak to that personally, man, just because I was one of those people, um, especially at the beginning of this quarantine. Um, you know, I'll be, I'll be straight up honest with y'all. I had 11 cents in my account at one point. Um, and I truly did not know, you know, what I was going to do. But there was something about how low I was and how little help that I could, you know, I was helpless. There was so much that I could do. And I was at the point where I really could not do um, very much. And uh, they couldn't grasp us like y'all, but God is good. God is good, man. That's just the devil out there trying to cut your ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, I hit what I would call one of my rock bottom um, moments, just in my finances at least. And uh, I just began to pray, and I just and God put this verse on my heart. I believe it's um, Psalms thirty-seven twenty-five, verse twenty-five. Um, don't quote me on that, but uh, it's it simply just says, um, "I've been young and I've been old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread." Mm-hmm. And and God had me write that down and put it on my mirror, uh, just to encourage me, just to, so I would read it. That would be one of the first things that I saw when I woke up in the morning, and I had to just have faith that God, you said this in your word. If I'm yours and you are mine, that, that I'll never go without the things that I need. There's some things that I want, you know, but the things that I need, I know that I'll never go without. And, mm-hmm. and so I went through that and there was just something about that situation. And then that verse that encouraged me that even if he didn't, even if he didn't, I was going to be OK. Um, he would either give me the strength to get through it. Um, or he would come through in a supernatural way, some way, shape, or form, I was going to get what I needed. And um, let me tell you, there is something about an even if he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And even if he doesn't spirit, I believe it it just moves God. It's a different level of faith. It's a a type of faith that says, I'm here and I trust you. Yep. You know, and, and so, I mean, right now I'm sitting in, a place where I'm just so thankful, um, so grateful. I mean, I have more than enough. And I've been able to bless other people um, way more than I could before the quarantine, ironically. But um, I just want to speak to those as well who are, who are in this, this mindset or in this situation, I'll say, um, that continue to trust in God. Um, and we don't just say these things because they sound cool, um, but we've lived them. We're living through mm. them. And um, we are just living testimonies of the goodness of God and uh, all that he'll do for you if you just trust in him. Yep. So, wow. Now is the time to really activate the faith. Absolutely. You know. And and while we're on on this L.A., I want to talk to the person on the other end. I want to talk to the person who's comfortable. 
Mm-hmm. I want to talk to the person who hasn't really had to stress at all during this quarantine. Um, and I don't want you to feel bad, but I want you to realize how blessed you are. Yeah. And um, and just how much God ha- has kept his hand on you during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, now is the time to step into your faith as well. Yep. Um, and and it's, it's, it's the faith that doesn't just say that God is good and just say that you're going to pray for people, but actually be an answer for people. Mm-hmm. I was waking up this morning thinking about what we we're going to talk about. And one of the things God told me was simply just the words that we speak should just be the cherry on top of the life that we live. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is the things that we say when we say we're going to pray for people, that should just be. Um, a side effect of the life that we're living. Yeah. You know, yeah. we should pray for people, of course, but if we have the means to help someone, if we have the means to bless someone, and I don't even mean just the convenient blessing someone. I'm talking about going out of your way to bless someone. Exactly. Because God went out of his way to bless you. And, um, you know, that's just something that, that God has really put on my heart and he's been challenging me to do because he blessed me tremendously. And, um, and I almost had to, I had too much in my hands. I was like, man, I'm looking for for somebody to bless out here. And um, so if you are in a place where, you know, you have more than enough and God has kept his hand on you, look for somebody to serve. Look for somebody to bless. Yep. Go outside and do what's crazy. Um, Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not going to be right in front of you. Sometimes you just got to go outside and look for it. I'm telling you, the work is out there. So go bless somebody. Yeah, that's what the Bible says, isn't it? What? The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Yes, I'm telling you. Yeah. The harvest is plenty. There's p- plenty of people out there, but where are God's workers? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, um, there's so, m- so many questions that people have. And, you know, certainly we obviously cannot answer them all because we don't even know all of the questions. But, you know, if you don't get anything out of this, I want people to know that God will certainly take care of you. Mm. I'm a living witness that God will take care of you. Whatever needs you have, whatever burden you're bearing, there's some God will take care of you. And you have to not hear it, but say it. Mm-hmm. Even when it doesn't look like it, you have to look yourself in the mirror. That's what you can do now. Look yourself in the mirror and say, God will take care of me. He will take care of my family. He will take care of my health. He will take care of my finances. He will take care of my house. He will take care of me. You know, and, and, and then even for the and that goes both ways. Now, maybe you don't feel like you have a financial need or a health need, but even with the, the hardship to forgive, mm-hmm. God will still take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have lost friends standing up for what's right. But God says he's going to be a friend that stick is close, sticketh closer than any brother. Mm. And God will continue to take care of you. And a lot of times after we go through something so major, such as this pandemic and then the social injustice, you can feel lost because everything that you were leaning on shifted. But the one thing that never changes, the one thing that remains the same is the word of God. Mm. And I'm so grateful for that. And that's why I can tell you that no matter what happens, God will take care of you. This did not catch him by surprise. Your loss didn't catch him by surprise. Mm. The arguments that you've gone through didn't catch him by surprise. Nothing that we're facing caught Jesus off guard. He knew about it before the foundation of the world. And that's why we can say he will take care of us. Mm-mm-mm. And when you know that, you get that down in your spirit. That is what can thrust you into the next step. Mm-hmm. 
whether that be forgiveness, whether that be sowing seeds, whether that just be get, just be getting up in the ne- the next morning, mm-hmm. you know, starting a new job, whatever the case is. When when you rest in what LA was just saying that the Lord will take care of you, it empowers you to do whatever it is you need to do, whatever it is He asks you to do, He calls you to do. Um, man, I just really loved how you said that He's a friend. He's a friend that stick, sticks closer than a brother. Mm-hmm. And right now, it can seem like the world is just trying to tear everyone apart. You know, people who have been in interracial friendships and stuff like that are, are in awkward positions because of what's going on and who didn't speak up and who didn't say this. And it feels like, man, what we had was good and, and the world is just trying to tear us apart. But let me tell you, Jesus is did not come to uh, just tear everything apart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the things that were founded on God will end with God as well. And, um, and so if you have those friendships that might be in a weird situation right now uh, because of what you stood for, what you may have been silent about because of uh, fear or something or whatever the case is, just know that God can restore that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, as long as you're founded on the rock, you know, the things on top can shake, but the foundation is, is there. And as long as... You know, you have two people who are on the foundation. Everything will be just fine. But, yep. um, man, yeah, that you couldn't have said it any better. You know, Jesus is the best friend that you'll ever have. Yeah. And, and there's so much power in just knowing that and resting in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. You know, and perhaps you're listening to this and you're saying, it's easy for y'all to say God will take care of me. But I'm hurt. But I'm lonely. But I don't feel like he will listen to me. Maybe you're listening to this and you don't have a relationship with Christ. The way I can stand here and be so sure that God will take care of me is because I'm his child. And he promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Now, if you're listening to this and you are outside of that covering, it is never too late to lift up your hands and to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he died for your sins, that he carried all of that stuff to the cross. And not only did he die, but he took his life back up Mm. and rose again. There's a song they used to say, um, living, he loved me. Um, Mm. What is it? Living, he loved me. Uh, Oh, Lord, I can't remember the lyrics to it. It's like living, he loved me. Um, Dying, he saved me. Mm. Buried, he uh, rising, he justified me, freed me forever. Mm. It's something like that. And then it says one day he's coming back, glorious day. But it's just saying that, you know, Jesus loves you so much and it talks, walks you basically through that process of what he did for you. You know, he lived because he loved you. He died to save you, but he rose again to justify you. And all of that freed you forever. What did it free you from? It freed you from guilt. It freed you from shame. It freed you from sin. It freed you from sadness and sickness. There is no demon, there's no devil, there's nothing in your life that you're wrestling with that God cannot handle. There's nothing too big for God. But you have to make the decision to submit to him. You have to make the decision to say, hey, I've tried it by myself. I can't do it by myself. And God, I need you. I need you. I need a savior. I've tried to use money. Money failed me. I tried to depend on my education. That that didn't work. I depended on my job. They closed that. And God is saying, I'm the one thing that's constant in this world that's been standing here. And he's not angry with you. He's just waiting to embrace you. And now is a better time as ever. Even on a podcast, you can lift your hands and just say, God, come into my life. Lord, I've tried it by myself and I need you. I believe that you are the one. You are the one and only true risen savior, true king. 
you are the Lord of my life and I'm asking you to come into my heart because there is a space in this heart that only you can reside in. No matter what I fill it with, there's a space that was only designed for you. And the longer I walk around with this space in my heart empty, I will never be fulfilled. I will never experience true joy. I will never experience true peace. Is it easy? Absolutely not. Will you have to leave some things behind? Yes. A lot of people will say the world has nothing to offer. That's not true. There are some things you can get out of the world. But what you're leaving behind versus what you're gaining is so much greater. Mm. You're gaining something so much greater. The relationship with Christ is the best thing that you can ever have. Mm. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever do, but it's the best investment that you can ever make. Because now you've shifted into striving and just start abiding with God. Just start walking with God. Mm-hmm. And so now that I tell you, you know, God will take care of you. He will, because you are a child of him. You're his child. And God is not a deadbeat father. You're never going to have to check on God and make mm-hmm. sure he checked up on his kids. He's going to always be there. Mm-mm-mm. And so today, listening, I encourage you to submit your life to Christ. Call him. Tell him you need him. You can't do it without him. And he will be there. Yeah, he's right there with you right now. He's right there. He's just waiting for you to turn around. That's it. Yeah. So, of course, this would not be the huddle if we did not leave you with strategy. Actually, action steps that you can walk out. Yeah, the topics sound good, but when this goes off, what do I do? Number one is pray. Pray. Mm. Ask God for directions. Ask God for strength. Ask God to speak to you and to reveal himself to you in a way that you will understand and he will do it. Mm. Number two, right along with pray, is if you have not allowed or invited Jesus into your heart, do that. Please. Don't wait another second, minute, hour. Invite him into your heart right now as we speak. Lift your hands and ask him to come into your heart and to change you and to renew you and to heal you. And... um, and that is probably the, the best thing that, that you can do. That's the best prayer that you can pray if you have never prayed that. Mm-hmm. And let me go ahead and say this too. Um, for those who have invited Christ into their heart, but haven't invited him into every area of their life, mm-hmm. now's the time to do that too. Some of us have invited God into uh, our hearts but we have kept him out of our finances. Mm. We've kept him out of our relationships. Mm. We've kept him out of, uh, you know, choosing jobs or, or, or our purpose. But now's the time to invite God into all of those things. Yep. Make him the Lord of your life, not just the Lord of, of your Sunday morning. Yeah. God invade our hearts. Number three, I would say, for those of us who are believers, for those of us who have a relationship with Christ and it seems stagnant, it seems like it's not working, Donnie McClurkin said it best. After you've done all you can do, just stand. Just stand. And don't just stand there doubting, but wait with expectancy. Mm. I'm expecting God. I'm expecting you to show up. I'm expecting a miracle. I've done everything I can do. I've done everything in my power. I'm expecting you stand. There's something about an expectancy that God will move every single time. Mm -hmm. So just stand. I don't think I have a fourth. I think that's it. So we got pray. Give your life to Christ. Ask him to invade your heart, invade your life. And then stand. And God will take care of the rest. And always remember, God will take care of you. 
we want to end this with prayer. Certainly don't want to have a conversation and not talk to the one who truly matters. Mm. And um, I'm going to ask if you would pray us out, Austin. Absolutely. Well, definitely, Father, Lord, we just thank you for uh, just another podcast episode, Lord. We just thank you for who you are. Um, thank you for your grace and your mercy, your justice, all the things that, that make you you. We thank you for all of those, even if we don't understand them. Lord, we just want to speak blessing over uh, those who are listening to this podcast right now. We ask that you would bless their homes, uh, bless their families, bless their finances, bless their heart, heal them in the areas they need to be healed. Um, give them the wisdom they need, the knowledge they need to be obedient to you and to take steps into uh, what you have called them to. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for this time that you've set apart, Lord, to just encourage us, to strengthen us, to give us a second wind. Um, Lord, I just speak to the person right now that is um, that is struggling right now, just accepting you. Lord, I ask that you would just come right now and invade their hearts. Uh, let this podcast be a confirmation that you are right there. That this isn't just a coincidence, but this is a this is something that you've set up. Um, you you've steered our lips, you've maneuvered situations, and um, you've tuned our ears to just what you want to do here, Lord. And we thank you for the lives that are going to be changed uh, from this podcast and just from um, finally inviting you into their life, Lord. Um, I just want to just encourage those who are. Um, I ask that you would encourage those who are struggling right now and, and just standing in their faith, Lord. Um, Lord, give those people who need to forgive the courage to do that. Heal their hearts so that they have the strength to be able to forgive, Lord. And um, and just continue to, to cover us, Lord. Cover everything that we do. Don't let us leave your side. Uh, if we stray away, Lord, we ask that you would just gently bring us back home. Um, Lord, and we just thank you for your mercy and grace once again. I ask that you would just cover L.A. as he continues to lead this ministry, Kingdom Over Castles. I ask that you would move hearts um, to, to come to his aid um, and whatever he needs, Lord. Um, it's easy to encourage people um, and, and to be strong for people, but we know that your leaders need those um, people to help him as well. So, Lord, I ask that you would just send your, your angels down to cover him and to strengthen him as he strengthens your people and calls out your people home and, um, and and continues to sow seed in the way that he does. And Lord, once again, we just thank you for who you are. We could not do any of this stuff without you. And, and Lord, we just can't thank you enough in Jesus' name. Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. Until next time, we out. <laughs>